Warning, if you're faint of heart or easily offended, this show is not for you. This is so cool. We finally get a vlogger on our show and I can't wait to give you, you know, some help and pointers to get your vlog almost as popular as mine. Thank you. <laughs> Mariano, I'm sorry, buddy. Listen, uh, I'm starting to, be- you're out of your mind and I'm <laughs> like starting to possibly believe that it's no- it's not an act. Anyways, this is the Nick Fertucci Show. I am Nick Fertucci. This is Valerie Brill, and we are here with Mariano. Let's go. Mari- Mariano, Mariano. Either so or, yeah. So we've, we've had this talk before. What does before. your mom call you? Mariano. 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 <laughs> right. So back, like all my uncles and aunts, if there was a, a Mario, it's Mario. The Italians like say, they pronounce, it's, it's crazy, really? right? Yeah, so if someone's name is Mario, uh, my Italian uncles would be like, Mario. So uh, I, it's hard for me to remember to call you Mariano. Yeah, it's all But good. you don't care. No, I don't mind either way, and I just realized you must be Italian, right, Vertucci? You just realized it now. Yeah, just now. Nothing gets by you, bro. That's amazing. How did you put that together? All right. Are you gonna, like you? You have a future in maybe law enforcement. Yeah, or something. Absolutely. Investigations. Yeah, yeah. No, Vertucci. That is definitely a little bit Italian. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I thought maybe Middle Eastern or something, but ah, uh, you know. oh wow, yeah, 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 no, yeah, uh, I got that too. I got that Middle vibe Eastern, too Middle yeah. Eastern like vibe, where yeah. in the Middle East would you would you put uh, me if you like, didn't know Vertucci was my last name? It, I don't know. It's just like the Let Freedom Ring thing seemed like kind of yeah. not very American. No, so, so I'm American or Middle Eastern? I'm no, it so didn't seem very American. Yeah, it's, that's why. Yeah. Oh, yeah. got it. Okay, I got it. I'm here. Okay, so we <laughs> have we have. Uh, are you Spanish? Uh, yeah, Argentina. Uh, is Argentina. Where I, yeah, so, where I was so born. you're Argentinian. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a Polak, and yep. uh, that's and a where WAP, I was born. And a WAP. Oh. So cool. There we go. Yeah, there we go. But We're, you haven't left like America. Uni- this is so. like, I haven't. This is like a United <laughs> Nations meeting. So let's see what we can figure out, fix, and maybe fuck up. So, yeah. so Mariano, <laughs> all jokes yeah. aside, your vlog is amazing. Anyone I talk to, any of my high stakes friends, I'm like, who do you love to watch vlog? And they're like, Mariano, for sure. Oh, nice. Um, I've watched many of your vlogs. You've got a really good method to mm. what you're doing. You know, talk to me about the evolution of who you are as a vlogger. Okay, yeah. Um, it's actually funny you say that I have like a good system or whatever because the next video that's coming out is like totally different from that system. So <laughs> just decided <laughs> to throw the wrench in the wheel. It might flop, like completely <laughs> flop. But um, to answer your question, I started off with uh, like Andrew Nimi as my main inspiration which I think is apparent in a lot of my videos and uh, since then I've just been finding my own path that I like to do videos in and about a year ago I got like a system that I really enjoyed which was just talk for a little bit go in there and play some cards and then talk a little bit after about how it went put it all together with some music and like some footage and and that's it. And it works. And what's the new approach? Or is it a secret that we're going to find out? No, it's it's not a secret at all. Um, in fact, it'll probably be out before this vlog yes, or this, this. Uh, podcast. So um, the new approach was, and I think you saw him there, Nick, was uh, my editor, Joey, was yeah. at Hustler the last time that yes. I played on there. So what I wanted to do this time was 
instead of me filming uh, like an intro and an outro and then include the hands in the middle, I wanted more of like a behind the scenes approach. Mm. So Joey came with me and brought um, like all his camera gear and stuff. And he sort of just followed me around for like two days. Oh, I think that's going to be really good. I mean, yeah. I could be wrong, but mm-hmm. that's that people like seeing the behind the scenes stuff prior to getting in the game playing right. that hand. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I got the inspiration from a few different channels that I watch. Um, there's like a bodybuilding channel and also a chess channel that I enjoy. And they did that approach where instead of just talking about, you know, the main act, if you will, which is like, for example, like a chess game, they talk about like the preparation and going into the venue. Mm going through security and all these things that, you know, as a fan of high stakes poker myself before I ever played on streams, that was something I was curious about, you know? Yeah. So I even filmed, Joey filmed me like going into the cage, going into like the private cage and getting chips and, and miking up. Oh, they'll love that. Meeting people like before the stream starts and, and like after the stream, you know, so yeah, it's more inclusive, and I think it'll be a fun You, you know what's funny is sometimes people say, like, when like something you saw is working and you liked, and you're kind of mm-hmm. duplicating it, right? right? And a lot of people say, oh, you know, like, you know, they've even jammed me before uh, having, like, the wood up, which I didn't do on purpose. My producer, mm-hmm. Clint, and his team actually put this up. I, okay. I didn't know what the look was, but we had a general feeling. And then my logo is uh, round, so so is Joe Rogan. So it's like, oh, you're copying, whatever. But no, but at the same time, and I wrote that in my book, is like, there's such a power in duplication because if something's yeah. working, how I how I always say it is duplicate and then perfect. So what you want to do, yeah. like you're doing, is yeah, do try something that's working and then just make it you and make it better. So I think it's a I think it's a great idea. Yeah, I think roasting people for like duplicating someone who's doing something great is just kind of ridiculous. Yeah, you know, like like Kobe always tried to mimic Jordan. You know, to use an yeah. extreme example and. Like it obviously worked out. Yeah, for him, and so. you're you're trying to be baby Garrett. We're going to talk about that later <laughs> okay. too. So, Great. but we're not there yet. Uh, yes, I've heard people good. call you that. Yeah, actually, so the baby Garrett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who knows what that means? But yeah, maybe. So uh-huh. yeah, I'm curious uh, because. Uh-huh. I find like when I, I uh, Andrew Nimi's a friend of mine, mm-hmm. Brad Owen, uh, you know, I run into him a lot and like there's cer- certain characteristics like Jamin Burton, everyone mm-hmm. uh, to be a vlogger, I think you have to have to have a, like a certain personality. You can't just edit videos well. Yeah. Um, what do you think it takes to be a good poker vlogger? Hmm. Because I feel like you're you seem like a nice guy, genuinely a nice guy. Mm-hmm. And I notice that in Andrew Nimi and Brad Owen, like you can't come into a poker room and be like, don't talk to me. Right. Like you're going to get attention now. Yeah. Yeah. And that was never something I like aimed for, but it does end up turning out that way. Um, but yeah, about your question, like, what does it take? You know, I do think there are some things, but at the same time, the poker audience is so big. There's so many people who want to watch poker that I think whatever your personality is, there's gonna be like a niche for that, even within the poker environment. You know, there's like people who love, um, like Andrew, for example. And there's people who love Brad, and there's people who love Ethan, or people who like Rampage. My, Rampage, Ethan, yeah. and there's people who like my stuff. And among all those people, you know, some of those will be like, oh, I can't stand one of those guys. You yeah. know, maybe me, I can't stand Mariano. Like, oh, his stuff sucks, he's so arrogant, he tries to copy Garrett all the time, like, fuck that guy. You know, right. And then there's people who like will say rampage punts all the time. I don't want to watch him, whatever. But at the end of the day, like everyone is doing well, you know, and I just think yeah. there's enough to go the around. Space is big enough, you think? Totally. Yeah. I think that um, like for anyone who's thinking of starting a channel, like trying to be something you're not is almost uh, pointless because whatever you are, you know, people will 
will enjoy it, you know? Yeah. Like, there's going to be a spot for that person because there's just going to be a market for it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah that's like, good. Like, look at this show. Nick hosted and people watch this even. So, you know, God, how does, that's crazy. <laughs> if that works, like you said, it, it's anything's possible. A- anyone yeah. can accomplish it's anything. somehow working. <laughs> this is an inspiration to anyone who wants to do anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So true. Yeah. So true. (laughs) Send us your love letters. It's like, guys. Send us letters on how you admire us. But up. So, no, jokes aside, this place is awesome. Thanks. Thanks a lot for having me. I should have started off with that. No, no, whatever, whatever. Well, how old are you? 27. That's so sick. I mean, because you're so young. I I mean, that's not flirting with you. I'm just saying. um, (laughs) He is uh, flirting. He told me he likes you. Uh, well, you know, I I have a girlfriend, but we haven't been together Why too long. So, so as of now, so yeah. as of now, yes, it's oh. only been I think eight years with her. So we're working. Uh, you get there, it. bro. Well, we yeah. held hands Slow, last week, but steady, right? Yes, good, yes. good job. On holding and when hands you finally now. get there, you'll really know each other. Yeah, you know, I have yeah. high hopes. I'm I'm taking her to the Cheesecake Factory tonight. Uh, well, At least it's not down. Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> well, yeah. So, so you know, when you take I'll, I'll her, update you. Like, if you take her to the Cheesecake Factory, can she order anything, or is there a certain section? Well, they have a happy hour, yeah. And oh. So it's a negotiation. It's priced for sure. down. Yeah. You know, a lot of it has to do with like how poker went for me during the so week. It was a downswing sure. week. So, yeah. yeah. And on that topic, all all <laughs> bullshit aside. Um, how did you get into poker and then work uh, your way like up to this point? Because listen, you, I, I almost want to say not too long ago, just kind of having you in my peripheral, mm-hmm. we're playing at a certain stake and right. now you've escalated up mm-hmm. into the biggest games and you're, you're, you're playing like you're playing in the biggest games, right? It's mm-hmm. not like you, you can't tell when you're playing that you're playing over your head. So you're not, how did that tell the people that are watching, how did that transition happen and happen so yeah. fast since you're like 12? well real quick about um the make the by the way my girlfriend's name is megan hi megan shout out to megan yo yo megan Megan. there was a period where she did pay for my food for about two or three months wow so this chick chick likes you so so that's good this (laughs) is not where she's just like looking for a big timer no although it is hilarious when nowadays when i include her in vlogs there's a ton of comments oh gold digger this gold yeah digger that. Like oh, she, there was a time where i was dead broke and she was like taking me to mcdonald's nice. well and andy stuff. got dumped after his three month downswing when we interviewed him so like really? wow. yeah just you not it. getting dumped and you getting food bought for you <laughs> she's, she's, she's a spinning. keeper wow she's a I, keeper i didn't know that yeah watch, the vlog. watch yeah. the vlog now i'm calling it a vlog watch the show that comes out yeah monday it's going to be by the way it's going to be andy but you don't know when we're doing this one so but for an inspiration you can watch my vlog so Perfect. yeah you gotta let this girl just order what she wants she's earned it absolutely i dig it okay yeah, okay, you're good. Um, Anything at the Cheesecake yeah. Factory. You can get the crusted Romano uh, chicken. It's really good. Go Even for a it. glass of Sounds wine awesome. if she Megan. if she wants, right? We'll see. Yeah, uh, yeah. glass of wine. <laughs> it's know? a little expensive. So, anyways, there. tell us how how that how yeah. you transitioned from where you were, yeah. how you got started, and how are you here? Um, yeah, so it kind of goes back to my college days. I went to Cal State Fullerton. Mm-hmm. About what is that? Twenty minutes from here? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, what were you taking? Because you mentioned that you your college used these mics. Were you taking um, some sort of television? Well, actually, at the time, I was studying business and economics at Fullerton. And my passion was always music production and um, engineering. So turns out they didn't really have that much of a program, if I remember correctly, with that. So I did a few years there. And then I went to Citrus College in Glendora because they have a specialized recording program for mm. um, learning all this sort of stuff. 
um, but more like uh, music tailored. So when I was in college, I developed an interest in poker just from, uh, I had a statistics professor. Actually, this started in like late high school, but anyway, there was always like math involved with poker. I, I felt like uh, just drawn to it from like a psychological aspect, competitive math. It, it was just great, you know, and uh, I started watching Andrew Nimi on YouTube while I was in college. At the time, my only job was uh, delivering pizzas. I worked at Pizza Hut for a long time. Nice. Shout out to Pizza Hut. <laughs> That's right. What's your they, favorite Pizza how come Hut they didn't pizza? Patch you up and to advertise for him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They they paid me a ton to say that just now, so I'm good. But um, my good favorite for the rest pizza. Of the year. Yeah. Favorite pizza? Yeah, probably just standard pepperoni. Oh, that's just, so basic. I'm so right. boring. I yeah. wanted more out of you. Yeah, I'm here to disappoint. You know. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so yeah, I was uh, delivering pizzas all through college just to like have some money. Um, my family like we're like fine you know maybe like middle class but we were never like to the point where i just had like a free ride in college or anything like that you know like food was on me gas was on me and all that so um all the all the while i was watching andrew nimi and learning about poker and occasionally going to the gardens to play that uh like the i think it was one three hundred dollar max maybe or two hundred dollar wow. max oh that sounds so painful even, it was but at the time i didn't know it because i thought it was the best thing on the damn planet it, it was the nuts, <laughs> right? it was awesome yeah. why was it the best thing what was the dynamic Just, you know i'll put it to you like this if i worked at pizza hut for a whole day let's say 10 hours and i made 100 bucks in tips that was like on top of the world that day you know so the fact that you could just go like play a card game um sitting in a comfortable chair air-conditioned people bringing you drinks and food and, and such and and possibly win like three or four times that amount yeah was like mind-blowing to me so once you broke yeah. your poker hymen <laughs> right <laughs> it was just you just that just was it was on it was on man it the the hymen breaking felt so great that <laughs> yeah I just that's rare to, usually it's right you know it's in it's my case 50, it was different 50. i wanted it to keep getting broken so, so it was so long ago i don't even remember when mine did yeah <laughs> yeah well yours probably closed back up it's like 1973 anyways, yeah, yeah yeah it's like i'm yeah. talking about poker guys let's yeah, focus you, course, you change course. you change clothes and it's just like caw, caw, caw. <laughs> Whatever. Who knows Why are you what? matching me? I know. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, we didn't even talk I know, about this. But I don't have We're so the, in tune. I should have cut. Like a, okay, yeah, go. Great. Yeah. Yeah. So so anyway, um, <laughs> as I approached like the end of college, uh, Pizza Hut ended up letting me go. Terrible employee. What? Pizza Hut? What? What'd you do wrong? Did you eat all the pepperoni? Who's your manager? Give us I, his I, name I, I or her name. I couldn't even tell you. I went through so many of them. I don't remember who was the manager. But why? Left, but what did you do wrong? I did a bunch of things wrong. Um... I started like developing bad habits. I would call off often to, to play poker, to play poker or mm. at this time I was also playing college soccer, which kept me busy a lot. So I already had like very little hours to work at pizza hut when I did have time away from school and soccer. I wanted to go play or just relax. Your heart was, wasn't in it. My heart wasn't in you it. Knew man. Like, you weren't going to be humping pizzas much longer. The probably a, a favor to you that they fired you. A hundred percent. At the time I remember thinking like, cause I got the phone call. It was funny. It was during a world cup match the soccer world cup which happened in 2018 i believe and i was watching like a really important game to me at the time it was argentina versus france i think and i got the call 
and my manager was like, hey, we got to let you go. Like, this isn't working out for like all these reasons. And I, I remember thinking like, I have like 600 bucks in my bank account. And like the whole world just felt like it was like falling apart. Cause I was like, I and this is 2018, right? That's not long ago. I mean, yeah, I guess maybe in your for your age it is because it's like thirty year life, but <laughs> but generally speaking, that's how, what five years, yeah, four, yeah. yeah, four years, four ago. years ago. Like that's crazy, but because ago. you've anyways go, but just mm-hmm. the the trajectory. So so it's hard for a dinosaur <laughs> yeah. that has been around for centuries to yeah. grasp, you know, what four years means to you. Right, that's like nothing. Yeah, because yeah. he, he'll take a nap for four years. That's right. I just woke up from four years ago. <laughs> and here we He's are. He's still wearing the same clothes and jeans yeah. and everything. Yeah. So, yeah. No, that's, I mean, I could say the same about you, right? Like, from four years ago, I've seen you, I've, ah. seen, you, I've seen you play some hands and th- things have changed. <laughs> I'm a little bit of a fishy fishy. Yeah. I, don't, I wouldn't say No, that. go ahead. Spit it. What did you see? And then we'll go back. To what, tell me what you saw from four years ago. Whatever. Uh, who cares? This, I talk about this. I want to hear about this I, Pizza yeah, Hut I talk firing. About okay, we'll do right. that after. Do Pizza Hut. Pizza, I'm really oh, invested sorry. in the Pizza Hut story, We'll do actually. Pizza Hut, and then we'll go back to like uh, where we were four years we're ago. We're normally Absolutely. a bit more organized. No, no this, is this is fun. This is fair. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, you know, I got the call, and I was devastated. I was watching the game with Megan at the time. It was just us. I went back inside and broke the news to her. Uh, and then Argentina ended up losing Ugh, as well, so it was just day. a it was a really shitty day. And I had a shift that day. Obviously, I didn't go. You know, got fired. And I remember sitting at home like, <laughs> like, what the hell do I do? And then I was like, I'll just go get a job at Domino's. Like, why am I acting like I lost some yeah. corporate position? Like, yeah. I was just gonna go down the street to some <laughs> other pizza joint. But then, like in the back of my mind, I was just thinking about like, how badass is it that this dude in Nevada talking about Andrew? like plays cards for a living and just hops around casinos and makes like YouTube videos. It's such a joke. Like how can this be real? Yeah. You know, like a dream. It's a total dream. Yeah. And and like, especially in my position at the time where like getting a job and recording was like not easy. And even if you did, it wasn't like extremely rewarding, like Mm -hmm. financially. So I was like, you know what? Like instead of going and getting this other Domino's job, why don't I give it a shot? You know, I got my 600 bucks in the bank or whatever it was. Yeah. I'll, I'll double that up at easy at the gardens, like you know, yeah, like I got this. So, you know, I, I, I spoke with Megan about it. I said, I think I'm going to try to play cards and see if I can. And I remember I had this genius formula in my head because at right. the time I was making around with tips, $15 an hour wow. at Pizza Hut. So you're Crazy. like, I can make 17 an hour as a poker That's player. What I was thinking, I was like, look, <laughs> look, I play two, three. I need to make five big blinds an hour. And that'll be equivalent. Yeah. And I think I can win more than five big points. Anything from there is gravy. Exactly. Yeah. And I was just like, I have this plan. I'm going to go and every time I double up, I'm just going to leave. Yeah. That's it. (laughs) What a strap. Shoot, dude. No wonder you're so successful. That's so smart. (laughs) That a lot of us would make it so much further. I'm just going to leave. Yeah, totally. Go on a heater, but don't go on it. And I remember, you know, Megan was like, that sounds really smart. (laughs) And and I was like, I'm not going to be like these other crazy gamblers where they stay and they lose their winnings. Like, I'm just going to win. And everyone else is not. It's so easy. <laughs> so, of course, three months later, or probably not even that, three weeks later, I lose my 600 bucks. I'm also terrible at poker at this point. Not saying I've gotten ridiculously better, but I was 
bad, right? Like, I don't know what's But you didn't like, really know it. I didn't really know what, it. Like, yeah. looking back, what was... Give us a little description on, like, how bad you were. You know what's funny? For the poker nerds out there. I would give ridiculous amounts of money to, like, have those hands back to be able to see them somehow. Because I didn't have a vlog at the time. And I can't remember hands from back then. But I just know it must have been garbage. Yeah. And I would love to, like watch myself play those hands now just for that the would be pretty entertaining wouldn't it but I mean, unfortunately example, i have the videos <laughs> i'll <laughs> give me you, i'll give you a very very uh remarkable example and i'll never forget this hand this is how broke i was about two weeks after i got fired i was playing this hand at the gardens i moved up to three five at this point because i doubled like twice or something <laughs> big deal big deal yeah i was playing three five and i had aces and the board read ace nine four four three right i got it <laughs> i bet about 200 bucks this guy raises me to 600 bucks and i have like maybe another 400 if i were to call his his uh his raise and i remember thinking like he's got to have quads so i just call <laughs> And the guy turns over like a smaller full house. Yeah, and he and just then I turn at it you. over, and everyone at the table is like, "What are you doing, dude?" And I was like, "Oh, I like uh, I like this guy, you know." Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so then you admit that you're, you're soft welcome. playing. You're welcome. Yeah. So then I didn't want to admit to anyone, and but like that's just an example of like how clueless I was and and broke and scared. That's a to great lose. example. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> so anyway, um, fast forward like a month, and I lost it all. I I had like zero dollars. And now I was like, I need to get a job. Um, And this is the time that like Megan was like paying for my food. My parents weren't like doing super well at the time, like money wise. And I hadn't even told them that I got fired every time. Oh, wow. Yeah. I left out that detail. Every time I was going to play, I was telling my parents I was at Pizza Hut. And did your parents yeah. approve of poker? Because I have immigrant parents who still to this day, Veronica, you gamble. <laughs> of course. We no leave you no money when we die. You go to casino, you lose money. Right. Yeah. My, I mean, now it's a little different, but my parents are also like very traditional in that sense. We're from, you know, they have like European roots and we're from like South America. Like you work your ass off and that's the end of story. Like that's the way you live life. You work. You yeah. you go to college. You pray to God and you, you die. Pray to God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you stay within that box. Right. That tradition Which, says. To yeah. You don't bring shame to your family. Of course. <laughs> Which I'm not bashing at all. You know. I think that no. approach is like. There's a reason it's been around for thousands of years. Like sure. Family. But it's not for everybody. Hard. It's not for everybody. And I always felt sort of disconnected from like the, the norm in terms of like you know approaching life and and financial freedom and such. So. But I didn't have the balls to tell my parents, mostly because I didn't believe in myself at the time, really. Yeah. So how am I going to ask them to believe in me? So I just started lying. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to Pizza Hut. And I would get back at like 3 in the morning. And my dad would be like, where have you been? And, you oh, know, lots of pizzas, dad. Lots of pizzas. Big sports yeah, weekend. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And and so for a long time, I didn't have the courage to tell my parents. Eventually, I, I let them know that Pizza Hut put me on leave, sort of. And yeah, so this was... Long story short, I had no money, I had no job, I had a degree that no one really cared for, and um, so I called on Megan to like help me, and she did. She she covered food expenses for a long time, and we hung out, and that was like my only source of like life is okay at the time. Uh, and then my best friend Joseph, who's been like he's essentially like my brother. He's someone I've known since I was 
since I moved to this country pretty much, which was like uh, 2002. So it's been it's been 20 something years, I guess. Yeah. Wow. Um, anyway, he was like, hey, man, look, like if you want to try this poker thing, I'll lend you 500 bucks. And I was like, dude, I just lost it all. Like, why are you going to do that to me? And he was like, well, I could see that you really want to try it and you want to keep trying it before you like go back to this Domino's thing. It was probably a terrible idea, but he thought he was being a good friend, you know? Right. So I took this 500 and I went on a sun run at two, three at the gardens. I ran it up to like three K easily the most money I'd ever had in my life. And at this point I won a jackpot. That's, wow. that was like a, that was a life changing, like a bad beat jackpot, a bad beat. Jackpot. What end were you on the, bad, the good end? I was on the good end. Wow. By the way, another example of how scared I was to lose my money. I got raised. I have ace king. I got raised on ace, ace deuce. I bet the guy raises. I just go all in. I'm scared of the bad beat. I don't, I want him to fold like uh, yeah. ace queen in case yeah, the queen comes or something. You know? And cringe. Yeah. And anyway, hope. he had Queens and he ended up calling. Wow, it worked out for you. Yeah, it worked out. And everyone was like, why did you go all in? What if he folded? I knew he was the type of player to overplay queens. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I probably made some excuse. Yeah, He's committed or I don't know what I said. (laughs) But in reality, I was just afraid that he would somehow beat my hand. But anyway, that uh, it wasn't even big. But for me, it was huge. It like doubled my How much was the jackpot? I got five thousand dollars, and you already ran it. Other thing up to three hundred, yeah. five hundred to you, three thousand. So you got eight thousand large. He's got, talking about it though. I thought you were going to tell me you won like eighty thousand dollars. No, it was, it was five thousand. Five thousand. Oh, okay. And I called my it's family. Like, I called my. I parents. never get the bad beat jackpot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, it's five thousand dollars. Yeah. Right? <laughs> this was actually at a Sam Manuel Casino, which also had one three at the time. That's where I was playing, and. Uh, their jackpots aren't very big, if I remember correctly. I don't even think they have a poker room anymore. But anyway, uh, so this was like life changing, you know. Now I'm rolled for any game on the planet. I have eight thousand dollars. Did you pay Joe back? Yes. Good. With interest. Good. Nice. <laughs> Took him out to dinner, I think. Nice. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah. Cheesecake. Was... Cheesecake factory. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no Pizza Hut probably because ah, he got a discount. There you go. Yeah. It's funny. I remember like. You know, I, I gave him a big hug and I was like, thanks, man. And I felt like I made it in life. And I was like, I'm only here because of you. you know, I, 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 <laughs> I'm only here because of you. I can't even buy a used Honda, but I'm here right. because of you. <laughs> but in his mind, he's peaking. This is yeah, his mind. the best and thing you, that's ever it's happened. All relative. And you, exactly. You know, yeah. it's all about like perspective of and course, stuff, yeah. you know? Um, so, so, yeah. Uh, since then, I, I've been playing 1 3 and trying to move up and. Thankfully, I've never gone busto again. Since, wow, since that's that that's amazing. That's unique. Yeah. I'll be honest with you, that is amazing. It'll probably yeah. happen at some point, don't you think? Because well, you're playing bigger you, now. Now that you said yeah. it, yeah, you jinxed yourself. But uh, I'll, I probably did. But um, no, like jokes aside, it'll probably never happen because I'll just never. Because you're too good at this point. No, just, <laughs> no, I'll just. I'm too scared. Like I'll never put myself in a position. You'll fold where, your quads just in case. <laughs> for, I'll just never play a game where like I can go busto, and I know that goes against a lot of like high stakes players because i know guys like andy or or garrett have done things that are bankroll wise probably irresponsible well you have to shot take right once in a while which is what i do when this bastard takes me on a show yeah you know yeah (laughs) there's been a lot of ups and a lot of variance there for you while you've played ups and downs yeah yeah yeah. and i also like definitely play some of my worst poker when i'm on your show why do you think just the money it's it's big for me it's you big know. got it yeah like i i remember this hand where i played against you and long story short it, it's a hand that i would win almost every time and i just didn't because i'm too afraid and i think i, I mentioned it to you a little bit at which the hand was it 
It was one where uh, we went like multi-way to a flop. I have nine seven of spades. You have oh, eight, we just eight. played it. Yeah, yeah, you I remember. Eight, eight, sure. Suited. Yeah, it comes yeah. like queen, queen, jack, and X. then I bluffed because you checked. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just the hand where like bluffed with the best hand. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're just like I'm always gonna have stronger hands than you usually, and mm -hmm. it, it's just a position where like if I raise, it's gonna be very hard for you to call with like a ton of hands, and I beat your bluffs. Correct. Like, yeah. If, if yeah. You, fold, you did mention so. that right on the spot. Yeah. Yeah. You said and I was it. like, but what if I'm wrong? Like, yeah. I, you know, I have to raise to like twenty thousand dollars. Like, yeah. so like that's just an example of when I'm on streams, big streams, I should say. Um, I'm Mariana, shot taking, so you it's took tough. you took the hand with Francisco mm -hmm. with the two ace king hands. You had mm -hmm. queens. I yeah. mean, you were such a favorite, and yeah. it was so gross. But uh, you yeah. did. I did. I will <laughs> tell you. I could tell you were like sick. Yeah. But you took it like a champ. I feel like I could have taken it a little bit better. No. I, I, no, I did. I had like a little tantrum moment where I said something like, I "Can't remember exactly what," but it was something like, "I never run good in this stupid place." Or something like that. Oh my like God, that. it was nothing. You said it with a smile on your face and told Francisco, great hand. No, yeah. that is, you're just being hard on yourself because you're trying to be baby I Garrett. I just feel bad because I love, like I look forward all week to playing on your stream. You know, it's one yeah. of like, it's an honor to be there and I know a ton of people want to play on there and uh, they can't for multiple reasons and I'm on there regularly and I'm bitching about losing a hand like it's just a bad look and I wish I had why it, didn't you seem scared the other time we played when you bombed on me like three times in a in a session and you put me to that test where I had to call with tens like you didn't seem scared there when you put yeah, 40,000 in it's funny like I have more money now and I was more nervous this time around I'm not entirely sure why I think because it was a little bit closer against that hand with you yeah whereas yeah. Uh, I'm talking about the most recent one it was a little right. bit closer the decision and I felt like uh the profitability of raising mm -hmm. you on the river was very, uh, it was marginal as to whether or not like right. it's profitable. I would say we're splitting hairs. Whereas the previous hand, I was very, very confident that this was like correct. Got so, it. So if I have like full confidence that something is correct. You're willing to put it in. YOLO like, you know, but it's those close spots where I like, sort of pride myself. Right, and it's only because you're abilities. playing up from your bankroll right. a little bit. So yeah, if I'm playing like five, Sorry, go on. No, you're no, no, no. I, 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 I just am genuinely curious because I mean, as you're talking to me about these mm -hmm. hands and being talking about like playing uh, too high of stakes or being afraid or something, mm -hmm. it's really vulnerable. Like I mm -hmm. noticed that you're open with your struggles and things that you're going through with poker. Yeah, and it probably resonates with your viewers. Is this something like you had to learn to do, or have you always just been like this? Uh, yeah, not really something I think about. I'm really, not, you're just you're just like naturally vulnerable. Yeah, I guess I'm not like worried about it. That's you know? probably why your vlog works. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, the truth is just the truth, right? So. Yeah, that's why you get yeah, like that's 300 the best way views. To go. Yeah. People really respect yeah. that. They really do. They respect yeah. it, even if it's like totally self-deprecating and you mean it. Yeah. It's it's just the way to go. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and like, not to uh, like act like I'm some angel, you know. Like if I if I'm very confident in something about myself or my abilities, like I'll also just come out and say that, and I might sound like a total dick. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. You're keeping it real re either way. Yeah, just trying to keep it honest, especially in like a scenario like this. You know, I'm not going to talk about that at the table, mm -hmm. but like over here, I feel like it's appropriate yeah. to just just keep it real. But but yeah, um, like to get back to what you were saying, just to finish on that, like if if a play I think is very clear. Um, I'll happily make that play, whatever it is, for whatever the amount of money is. 
but I'm, I'm just discussing like very close spots. Mm -hmm. Those are things where like, if I'm playing smaller, I'm comfortable going for it. Yeah. Even if I think it's a very close decision. Right. Whereas if I'm playing big, I err more towards like the safe side. Right. Well, but, you even know it, knowing that and being conscious of it's half the battle, right? Yeah. I yeah. just, I hate it. Well, you, you know? just, yeah, it'll, it'll, yeah. And you said something a minute ago that, uh, uh we were just talking with uh, Billy about, uh, uh and, um, you know, you said I won't go broke again. And it's funny because we talked about going broke and different things and mm -hmm. just about poker and bankrolls. And what if you're listening to this out there and you're an up and comer and you're playing poker with your mindset of the way you are, where you, you are so conscious of your bankroll management mm -hmm. and not your um, typical degen who mm -hmm. is just willing to just put it all on the line every minute, go broke, come back, go broke, you know, and you yeah. referenced Andy, whoever you were talking about, but the bottom line is, and we were talking about it and we said that type of player who, uh, whether they're the best player or just a good player or whatever it is, if they know how to get in, get out, get paid, grind, not go too far over their head, not uh, put themselves in positions to go broke, it's very well possible that that what you said is is really the secret sauce in my opinion to be a winning poker player right yeah and and to mm -hmm. do this now for a living yeah 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 i think uh if you have a like a calculated approach to to your role and stuff like that the only way you could really go broke is if something external happened you know like something devastating like right. i would have to like cover my family's mortgage so or something like that, you know, delineate yeah. the calculated, uh, you know, managing your role. Like what, what does that mean? Cause uh -huh. I don't know if everyone understands what that means. It just essentially means like, uh, playing, playing in a game where no matter how bad variance is, it's not going to make you broke. And there's ways to like check this online. There's variance calculators and such where you could even input data such as like how big the game is that you're playing, uh, you know, how many times you play it, how many hours, like how big is your bankroll? And it'll give you like an output of like, this is like the worst standard deviation you could expect. This is the highest. This and is then does it spit at. out also what level you should be playing at what stakes? Uh, yeah, it, I mean, yeah, it, you can get that from yeah, there. Yeah, right. you can like sort of like put in different It's pretty different interesting. Inputs. I've yeah. never seen something like that. Yeah, you, I mean, I've only used those like a couple times because it's also just sort of common sense. You know, if you, have totally. a if you have a thousand bucks, like you shouldn't be playing a game where like people regularly win or lose five hundred dollars. Right. right. I mean, it's obviously, common total common sense. sense yeah. but, so, but it's nice to see it, too. For some people, I think they'd love to just really say, OK, here's what my bankroll is. Here's what it is. And then put those uh -huh. numbers in and see what it spits out. I think for recreational yeah. players, though, they've just got a couple thousand bucks oh. for that weekend and they yeah. don't care. Oh, that's different. They're they just, care less. Of course. Yeah. 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 I mean, this all changes if you have any sort of external income. You know, right. but if we're just talking about making money from poker, then you have to be calculated. And, you know, I'll be the first to say I wasn't always. And I know a ton of people aren't. Like a ton of people, most most people don't realize just how bad variants can can be, and I know you sort of learn this the hard way. Yes, you know, um, it can go so much worse than you ever imagined, and it can be quick. Well, so and it could go really bad too if you don't have the money in the bankroll and you're a fish. But even if you're <laughs> like we were alluding to, because uh, I went through, you know, I played in the mm -hmm. toughest LA games ever, not knowing how to play really poker, like right. real poker, right? Yeah. And we, you could, you can elaborate on that because you were saying you went through the same thing, uh, and yeah. I did. But, but with that said, um, even if you're a good player uh -huh. and you're playing with, you know, in your means, whatever that means, the variance still 
It's a son of a bitch mentally and emotionally. It's brutal. Yeah, because you lose your confidence. You lose your ability to make that move you know you should make sometimes. like, Or you yeah. have to battle through being able to still do it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's a force to be reckoned with. You yeah. know, I think Billy calls it the abyss. Mm. I don't know if you mentioned that to you guys, Mm-mm. but not that word. No, that's a, like when you're just at this, the absolute bottom of, mm. of variance where you just can't win. And, yeah. and when, you, when you're there, you start to play worse too. You do. So, so oh, I, we did talk about that. Not the abyss, but okay. he did mention, and we talked about, yeah, uh-huh. well you start like if sometimes you're in a zone cause you're running good, you're playing good and you're just yeah. in the zone. You just know. You just and better, then there's yeah. times you're just playing horrible, but it's because uh-huh. a lot of times variance is just, just, destroying you yeah you know there's a lot of psychological aspects to that when you're losing a ton of money you just play worse yeah so So. tell me what did you see years ago for me four or five years ago because i think it's fun um, for the people to hear hear that i talk about it all the time so (laughs) you do not have to hold back you could like literally ham it up trust me i want nothing i I don't want to hold back at all (laughs) (laughs) Uh, all yeah there was a hand where you you sort of butchered it it was against garrett and are you talking recently or back in the day way back oh yeah because i butchered one recently but go oh you did yeah and really bad where's yeah go was it the ace queen hand uh it was it the one i bluffed men yeah it was the worst yeah that one yeah <laughs> what am i doing what was i trying to beat what was i trying to get the fold i don't know, I don't know what happened there that's all right yeah but yeah. you know because <laughs> it was really bad but what's the one you're talking about uh by the way, in your defense with that hand, <laughs> it's a really, really cheap bluff, right? Yeah. It's only got to work like one out of six times or something. So yeah. at least you, you were bluffing on a discount there. Yes, but, uh, yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But there was a, a hand where there was, it was ace, jack, jack, I believe, way back on Live at the Bike. And Garrett put you all in. And it was, I think, the first time Garrett put you in a spot. Okay. It was like, well, I don't remember what I have. I think you have an ace. Oh and God! What Garrett a dumb dumb! Has some garbage and Gar- Jack garbage, Jack napkin, or I folded the ace. You folded the ace, uh, and Garrett had air. Yeah, and uh, I thought you had like a very clear call against someone who's capable of oh, of bluffing. Probably, but of course. At the time, you no, you don't know what's going on. I didn't even know I was alive, bro. I, I remember for like six months, these guys were just like eating you up, and you just kept yes. showing up. And I was like, man, this guy's. This guy's either an idiot or he's got some huge balls or both. Or both. Both. But like more credit to you because you know my lessons at the early stages were a lot less expensive than yours. Yeah, yeah, and I'm I'm sitting with Art Papazian, Garrett, uh, Andy, Dan, Zach. Yeah. Uh, what's this other kid's name? Jeff something or not? Like, like these were the regular chamber. Jeff. There was Gary as well. Gary and Gary. Gary's these are very, all like super bot pro yeah. uh, killers. Friedman w- would play sometimes. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he is my buddy. You were playing against like some of the toughest. Uh... So the game broke <laughs> when you left kind of thing. Dude, let me tell you something. The main question was on the Friday was, is Nick coming? And right. if it was a yes, it was on. And well, if nine enough. seats are filled, they'd take the 10th seat up That's, for oh you. Oh my gosh, the 10th, the dealer seat. When you're the 10th street They would whale, hang me over the, the, the table and whale? let me trapeze in. It didn't matter. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, think about that. Like you were you know four years ago or three or whatever it was you were getting just chewed up on this live stream and fast forward to now and you have like the best live stream probably in the world yeah arguably and and you have this podcast and you definitely know what you're doing on the poker table so 
you know, it's been fun watching you as well. Yeah, it's, it was an evolution and there was yeah. some dues paid. But, you know, it's like me. Once I decided to shut down my businesses for the reasons I did and COVID and different things, and I decided that I wanted to, like, do this. I didn't mm. know what this meant, but I wanted to be in the poker yeah. community because, like, you, I just, like, when you were going to that 1-3 game, mm-hmm. you couldn't wait to get there. You remember right. the feeling of, like, of oh, my God, I love this. Yeah. Well, that's how I feel even now when I'm driving the play and when we're doing shows and, and everything else. And so going through that... I was just showing up on a Friday as a businessman with, you know, deepish pockets to be able to do that. And, but then once I started, and I had the luxury, which we talked about with Billy, to be able to see this stuff. So as I'm seeing it, I'm going, what are they doing? Right. I don't even know. I don't, this doesn't even compute. This is a level that now that I could see the cards, I don't even know what the hell's going on. And right. so then as I started really wanting to become a better player and then take it serious, it was like, the best thing, I tell people this, it was literally the best six months of my life mm-hmm. because no matter how embarrassing it could be, like if you're, a, like I didn't even care because mm-hmm. I didn't even know it was bad. To be honest, I just thought, well, I don't know what's happening mm-hmm. until I figured it out. But that allowed me to be able to transition. And I don't think I'm a good player. I'm just saying transition to a player enough to be able to compete in that game. Mm-hmm. Like it even got to a point where I still was the mark, but towards the end before I left uh, live at the bike, I was able starting to compete at least hold my own, if you will. Sure. Right. And then I got, uh, then I went into the Tuesday game, which was not all the pros, but being in that Friday game for, you know, two years or whatever it was, as I started playing the Tuesday game, I was crushing it mm-hmm. because it was like now the level I went to, you know, and it's just, it's just that progression where you look back. I look back on some of the hands, like I don't remember that hand, but they have videos still up and I look at them and I go, what the fuck was I thinking? Like, how is this possible? Right. Like, what am I doing? Yeah. You know, because you just don't know. Yeah, yeah. well, it's, it's a happy ending now. I mean, you're yeah. certainly playing better and uh, I just saw you fold kings on the, yeah. the jack high board in a three way uh, with Zio and Billy and that yeah. was, uh, you know, it looks easy when you could see the cards, of course. Yeah. But man, that's, I know it's not easy. That was a tough fold. I, I had $16,000 in that pot. So it was like, I felt like mm-hmm. that was, that was my family was in there. Like, how, how do I, I how do I walk yeah. away? But, yeah. and you're right. When you're watching and you can see aces, kings, flush draw or whatever, yeah. it's like, oh, such an easy fold. But I'm telling you, when you're sitting there, you're thinking like, there's so many variables of how my hand could be good there. Yeah. And, and not just the fact that you think you might be beat, but there's also like a psychological discipline you have to have to do it yeah because just knowing isn't enough like actually making the decision is a whole and then doing battle. it yeah. yeah of course like because we all get like so frustrated that you're like you know fuck it i'm putting the money in yeah whatever and nice. i know i'm probably behind but my hand's too strong well you'll make some excuse to do it so, so you yeah, talk like, yourself into it yeah so like you know deriving that you're probably beat and then actually having the discipline to like execute based on that is i think it's very admirable and crazy to think that like it's the same guy who was getting eaten up by those sharks yeah, like yeah. a few years ago. So yeah, I'd have called. Fun. Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred percent. hundred percent. You would have called. Kind of broke my wrist getting my chips in. <laughs> but yeah, no, I get it. I yeah. get it. Cool. Mm-hmm. I'm curious. Do you feel? You know, you're such a big content creator. Do you feel like you're obligated to your content? Do you ever uh-huh. want to just like play and not record or um, not do content for a week? Because I notice you do mm-hmm. like one or two vlogs a week. Uh, yeah. So that's a good question. When I first started the channel, I was in love with it. And slowly it shifted from just a hobby and like a creative, uh, a creative like uh, project, yeah, mm-hmm. outlet to sort of like a business and um, an obligation. 
And I'm not complaining that it became that way because so many good things have come from that being the case, you know? But, but yeah, like recently it's been becoming like a little bit more of a chore and something I don't always want to do. Um, but that's why I switched it up with, with Joey coming on, on set and doing a different approach. Cause you know, if I don't feel like, uh, things are new and like progressing mm -hmm. and I don't feel like I'm working towards something at all times, like I'll just start to go crazy. So, yeah, that's a winning, that's a winning formula and a winning attitude because okay. some, yeah, I really believe that because there are people that are like highly successful mm -hmm. that have to keep evolving and changing the formula to keep themselves vested in the interest of something mm -hmm. that they've built and created. I've did this in businesses where I've, I've built these things to a point of like whatever. And then I just go, I don't want, I'm bored. Like, and I loved yeah. it when I first started. And so you have to find a way to change and evolve and do that. So I think that's a great idea. And I think you would obviously agree with this. Well, first of all, you're, you're popular enough now if you close that down that you would still be able to your trajectory being known and getting in games and, and people invites and like mm -hmm. you're you're a good player so let's face it you're getting invited to shows because not only are you the one of the nicest people on the planet but that wouldn't be enough it's because you have a big following mm -hmm. and you're popular and people want to play with you and then people watch the show that you're on so I think it's good you're evolving and and you probably could shut it right down and still be fine but that vlog and that business is really the engine behind your poker. Yeah. The ability to get in the games. Yeah, absolutely. And have people want to play with you. Yeah, of course. And and I also think back to, you know, those Pizza Hut days where all I ever wanted was to be Andrew or had what he had, you know, where yeah. he makes videos and plays. And I know that I'm, a, I'm in a position where, like, a ton of, like, young dudes who like poker would want to be. And I know that. And thinking about that and, like, bringing myself back to, like, perspective – uh, helps my motivation, you know, like, am I really going to bitch about, oh, I have to like film myself, myself gamble and then edit it. And like, come on, like my life is just way too sweet to like, yeah. pretend that I have like, it's, I have it tough. It's such think. a, sorry. And then I'm going to, last thing I'm going to say it's, and cause I'll forget. It's such a, like when you said that it remind me there, I don't remember which song it is, but it's a kid rock song. Okay. And he's basically, as he's singing, he's saying like, I wish I had your life, which was the normal life, the uh, wife, you know, stability, not mm -hmm. being whatever. And then he goes, but I bet you wish had mine. Right. right. <laughs> and it's just that thing. Right. So yeah, you just remember that the grass how, is always greener. Yeah, but remember yeah. how hard it was, not hard, but what a blessing it is for you to have created what you did because yeah. not anyone could do that. Mm -hmm. So anytime you are thinking of pivoting, as you said, remember back right. to the pizza days because you don't want to ever let something go that was so valuable to you. Right. Unless you're unhappy, then that's different. No, yeah, yeah. Not, not unhappy. And yeah. that's, you know, to answer your question, that's why I've, I've stuck with it. And at times it is still like very enjoyable if I have a video I'm excited about or cool. something like that. Like, I think you should do you know. one video as Pizza Hut Mariano, you know, just really? like go back in the day, deliver the pizzas, do <laughs> yeah, the pizza that, grind. Do a spoof. That, do a spoof, yeah. She's the spoof girl. You know, it's funny. I not almost a spice wore, girl, she's a spoof girl. <laughs> I, I almost wore a Pizza Hut shirt to the live stream. Oh, wow, you I, should. I still have No, it. they got to pay you for that. I know. No, I know. after you fired him, now you got to pay him. Oh, no, they totally should have fired me. <laughs> they, were, they were so right. But, but yeah, it's funny you say that like spoof thing because I've been wanting to wear one of those Pizza Hut shirts to the stream. Yeah, you should just do one episode of you delivering pizzas and going to play like 1-3. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and maybe, grinding. Maybe I will, yeah. Throw, that would be cute. Back. 
So yeah. um, obviously, you know, as popular as I am on YouTube, and um, one day we'll get you there. Of course. Uh, uh, you know, you get comments from people, and sometimes they can be hurtful. Uh, some they they tend to like dig things up. Some of them are sleuthing into your past. Does it ever bother you when you get like negative comments, or like have you learned to deal with that kind of stuff? Um, no, I think it's like not to sound like too much of a nerd, but it's all just sort of math. Right, like um, if you were to hang out with three people, let's say, odds of like one of them not liking you is like not very high. You know, they're probably mm-hmm. all gonna like be fans of you. You know, but if you were to like put yourself in front of a hundred thousand people, uh, there's gonna be thousands who don't like you. Right. Right. So there's always like a very small slice of the pie, or maybe bigger slice, whatever it is, of people who are like gonna talk shit. So naturally, the bigger the sample size the bigger the sheer amount of people doing that. So are. true. Yeah, so it's just it's just like it's just I've recent, bell curve, you know. It's I've recently normal. said, you know, the majority <laughs> of the stuff that I see in the chat or in the chat world or in our uh-huh. comments I want to say the majority, but I could even go the majority. Majority's a lot. great. Yeah, yeah. It, but there's a lot for me like with the whole Natucci, there's a hot, there's a lot for me that has been really negative. Yeah. But I was saying recently on one of our shows, but really the people the masses Mm -hmm. that watching that really are enjoying it or appreciate the show and like watching you they don't say anything it's usually mostly Mm -hmm. it's the people with the negative because i went to the wsop this is redundant Mm -hmm. and literally every fourth fifth step i took was somebody going oh my gosh the show this is the greatest show ever been hey so thank you for putting on picture picture and so it was just like i'm like me like you're supposed to come up and like say shitty things you know right. and so it's it is really like that for, so for you to recognize that's really smart because sometimes i forget that yeah, it's a it's, small percentage think about it for everyone who's like talking shit on you or something there's probably like 10 people or so who are like a fan of you and don't say a word and you know that's yeah. a really good take it on is. it because i think yeah. and I, and like i never talk to because i'm in my 40s and i never okay. like to talk to people in their 20s like when i was your age you know but it, it is a you did grow up during a different time and I I kind of feel bad for mm-hmm. younger people because you grew up in the age of the internet and social media because mm-hmm. back in my day we had rotary <laughs> phones but I didn't have exposure to social media till I was in my late 20s and so I kind of got a self-esteem ab- about like things don't really bother me when people say shitty things about me but I notice like a lot of younger people are very yeah. sensitive to it and get mm-hmm. you know like Haley the photographer from the World Series of Poker she closes down her social media so often from like these bad comments and mm-hmm. i i get them all the time and it doesn't bother me so it's like really refreshing to hear a young person well, it's the only attention so you get yeah <laughs> so well, i mean yeah. what are you I mean, gonna do you gotta just play the right cards I, I just gotta take what i can get <laughs> yeah at my age yeah <laughs> hey when i was your age i can't remember i'm gonna go knit right 27. now <laughs> at 27 i'm thinking maybe the internet was just starting when i was your age it didn't have a cell phone didn't have text uh dial up yeah. uh, when he was 50 the internet was just starting <laughs> so yeah it's a different day man yeah but actually like not to pretend i'm perfect because recently i had my first actual like frustration with the internet trolls after like three or so years of being on youtube like it finally happened where i was like what the fuck you know? what was it it was uh it was that queen's hand versus francisco oh I was very upset to see like so much negative backlash the next day because essentially what happened in the hand was, if I remember correctly, uh, Mike goes all in, I call, Francisco goes all in, and then I call again. Yeah. So at this point, I'm like, okay, just by habit, 
Let's run it once. Because normally in games that I play, I always go once, right? Then I'm like, wait, wait a minute. Like, this game is really big for me. This pot is huge. It's like only the second or third ever pot I've played that's six figures plus. I'm like, what am I doing? Like, why am I running this once? Like, it should 100% be run it twice just for my financial... Yeah, it's to combat variance of in course, that yeah. particular thing we talked about. financial situation, you know? Yeah. And variance is going to get reduced no matter what anyone has. Whether Francisco has seven deuce off, whether he has When aces. you're running it twice, yeah. you mean, yeah. Yeah, when, when you run it multiple times, like, it makes no difference what anyone in the hand has. All it's doing is reducing variance, variance in yeah. half. So during this, like, mental process I'm having in, like, a span of five seconds with my adrenaline pumping through the roof because the pot's so big <laughs> francisco at some point shows me ace king i i tell him i have queens or i show it or something mike tells me that he uh is in trouble when i show him my hand so at this point i see i have the best hand right if anything that should make me want to run it once even more because mm -hmm. i have the best hand so why not yolo right you know? but e even in all this like going on i'm like no like responsibility says run it twice like we need to chill out. Like, I don't have that much money. I, I can't be, like, playing $100 or $100,000 pots, like, on the regular. So I asked Francisco, can we run it twice? He says yes. Long story short, we couldn't because Mike has to agree. So, okay. And Mike we, didn't agree? Mike didn't agree. He always goes once. Despite the main pot being, like, much smaller than the side pot between Francisco and I. Which we got to talk about, by the way. I feel like big side pots... Sure. Whatever. I don't care. It's, no, it's we can talk about it. I the mean, ability to run it twice. Talk to Valerie. She just become a, a new owner. She's a third owner. Maybe you <laughs> want to. You're talking it. about running it twice because you did have a big side pot with right, like heads up say, side pot, right? Yeah, let's like, say Mike wants to go once with the main yeah. pot, and then those two guys could decide to go. That's twice really with a weird situation. Yeah, think about what. What about this? What if I had a hundred k? Francisco had a hundred. I agree. And, and Mike has, has three hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. Now because there's a nine hundred dollar main pot, and Mike only wants to go once, we have to run this two hundred k on the side. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Only once. I'm gonna find out if it's a production thing or if it's a casino thing. I I can't I remember the reason. It has idea. to be a casino thing. I, That's I, yeah, I'll really find out. Really odd. And honestly, like he goes, it, we gotta talk about this. It, it, <laughs> it's just something I've been thinking about, but at the end of the day, I honestly don't care that no, much I understand. about the rule because it's fair either way, whether you go once or twice. Like, yeah. It's it is fair. interesting to find out if we find can, out. if there's anything to do to combat that. I think I knew, that. but I'm old and I forgot. But I'll figure out why that's like that. Anyway, tying back to why I was frustrated. Yeah, I never thought much about that incident. The hand was over, and you know, life goes on. Right. The next day, I go to check out the stream, and there's countless comments. Or maybe it was specifically the highlight video that got uploaded from that hand because it was like the biggest. Yeah, hand yeah, I, of course. Far. So you guys do those like highlight clips, which I think are great. I go to check it out. And there's a ton of comments about, oh, so shady of Mariano, so scummy that he sees Francisco's hand and wants to go twice suddenly yeah. after seeing his So hand. the integrity portion of that tilted you because you, you took part, it personal. I would never do something like that. And there's not even an edge to be had. Right. You know, like whether Francisco showed me pocket sevens and I have them like crushed or whether he showed me aces, like all I wanted to do was just like chill out with the financial variance there. Like, yeah. That's it. And and so people were saying that I was trying to get some sort of advantage or give him a disadvantage or I don't know what. I said once out of habit, realized I'm playing a massive pot for like my financial right. position. I was like, wait, 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 let's go twice. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with negotiating how many times to run a hand. Zero before. wrong with it. You can say once, you can say three times, you can say twice, and you can change your mind eight fucking times. That's it doesn't right. matter. You know, like, so yeah, that, that was that a little bit you. frustrating. I was like, come on. 
And I was happy to see Bart Hansen. Uh, he left a comment on that clip as well, saying like, for everyone here mentioning that it's scummy, like it's not in any way. And he sort of explained like the reasoning behind it, which was like a small comfort because Bart is always like the voice of reason. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, he'll tell you the truth. Yeah, like I, I would say like, he's probably one of the most logical, straightforward dudes in poker. And you guys would probably agree with that. Bart yeah. is like, I love him. Yeah. He's a good friend of mine. Yeah. Well, okay, I yeah. mean, good as in like within poker. Yeah. yeah. It's like, does Bart ever say something that's not correct? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, hardly yeah, no, ever. Totally. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, that was like the first time it ever got me. People questioning like me. Your intentions, your integrity. Yeah, they were like insinuating that I'm trying to angle Francisco or something like that. And like, I pride myself as like a player who, is never trying to take those sorts of edges, you know? So that Dude, was... I took a three-week beating because I handed someone $300 in the hand with Rampage that we were playing that. like $150,000 pot. It's just ridiculous. It's like the last thing on my mind, yeah. but it's, it's just, just the way who, it is. They don't understand like the culture of also like higher stakes games right. and such, you know? Like, like a very common etiquette thing is like if you stack someone, you don't ask for their little chips. You know, if someone has like $200 left in $25 chips. Yeah, or yellows or something. Or yellows, you just don't like, ask. You don't ask for those. You yeah. know what I mean? Or you don't ask them like, what did you have? Or like, this is just like basic right. unspoken rules. You know what I yeah. mean? And yeah. like, that is one of those yeah, things. Yeah, I talk like, about those often and they are so missed by most of the people watching. Like, yeah, they just don't. because a lot of these people are like, like, they live in this like two five environment where yeah. like rules are are king and and it's two five and, players and God. etiquette like so annoying. <laughs> it's, it's just like etiquette goes out the window a lot. Yeah, in, in like smaller stakes games, and I'm not saying that's the case for everyone, but that's just the nature of small games, you know. So yeah, right. So they try to apply that rationale to like you paying them the masseuse. the massage gate. Yeah, it's just so like funny that it's it's almost not even worth discussing kind of like yeah, kind of well, like me angling Francisco, well that's what i'm saying know? like at first it caught me off guard and it uh -huh. was such an integrity issue yeah that i bristled like you like are you out of your minds like yeah. you know like i felt like like what yeah. like how dare you and then as it matured and time went by i'm like uh -huh. oh, what do i care it's so stupid i know the way it is why would i care you know so it's like yeah that. of course it just wears off like, and if you just i remember go, correctly you paid him back next time i made a big I, public thing did, of it. Yeah. i was at the table and yeah. i thought it was one of the funniest fucking things dude you were like hey guys I'm i need, paying I need the camera on me <laughs> yeah. here's the 300 but i go no it wasn't 200 for all you idiots it was yeah. three you yeah, should have paid funny. him back with one dollar bills i should have or pennies pennies would have been great <laughs> right i didn't think of it yeah the whole thing was was hilarious but but yeah that was like the only time i ever got upset with like internet yeah or anything like that but so. i i sincerely believe that most press whatever it is whether it's negative or good is mm. usually good ends yeah. up being good because then the hysteria puts eyes on you and then you become more popular yeah. and it's not just you it's at anyone and mm -hmm. then unless it's an egregious thing mm -hmm. like typically it ends up working to your benefit because the show gets more popular you get more popular people look at your vlog and you know yeah i guess but like as someone who's never really cared much about how much online traction i get like it, that that aspect of it was like indifferent to me you know i just i don't ever want yeah, people but they're looking at it in a vacuum in that one instance yeah. if you were a scumbag player it would show in many other instances yeah. but it hasn't right yeah, it was just I, like uh, it <laughs> it was the way you just said you were just like didn't know whether you were going to run it once or twice in that quick moment yeah 
So it wasn't an, an egregious thing. Yeah, of course. Like I always want to win, but I want to do it in a way that like I can sleep at night. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Which leads me to my next controversial question. Go. So my question to you is on the topic of um, uh, your poker persona, your integrity, um, how you handle yourself at the mm -hmm. table, right? How, mm -hmm. how you act. I have a source, and I'm a journalist, so I'm not going to reveal my source. I have a source that has shared some information with me that you have went into the lab and watched almost every possible hand you can of Garrett so you uh, can emulate him on the felt, baby yeah. in hands, how you play, how you put yourself maybe in positions to get seats. I don't know. It's, like, it's go funny. ahead. It's funny that you say that because I've told maybe two or three people in the world that I, I've done this. So. I have my ear very low to the ground. I have my sources. Yeah. I know um, other things about you I would never say. Okay, he has good. baby pictures of you. <laughs> They're not baby pictures, yes. but go on. Um, he, he contacted your mother before the show, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's not like a secret or anything. Well, not um, anymore. Right, yeah. I'm not like upset at all that you, you brought it up. It's just not something You could I just deny it. Don't deny it. No, no yeah, you could. Just own it. Be vulnerable. You could deny it. I'm owning but it. But I don't think you would, so that's why I asked. No, I'm actually in the process of getting access to those files again because they've been made unavailable. So, but anyway. Uh, have they? Yes. How? They're just all gone. What They're, about the paywall thing? Uh... Yeah, well, if you're okay with talking about Live at the Bike. Oh, you can say their name. We, we talk about, we them, talk all about them all the okay, time. We talk about them all the time. They, yeah, they must not be named. <laughs> no, name everything. Yeah, yeah. So Live at the Bike used to have a paywall where yeah. it was just like 20 bucks a month. You have right. access to their entire uh, catalog. They shut that. They shut it down? So it was shut down for like three months because Bally's took ownership. If uh, I could be getting this wrong, by the way. Yeah, they just did. spit they, it. Who cares? Yeah. So Bally's took ownership. Website's down. I'm like, whatever. Interesting. I'm like, whatever. I'll, I'll check them out when they're back. They come back and the website's completely revamped and they have like three live streams and a bunch of like little clips like you guys do, but nothing past like 2021, like backwards. Oh, so they just, they They're really gone. did take it. They and, and I asked my guy at the bike, Hey, what's up? Like I'm paying 20 bucks a month for this shit. I want my stuff. And he's like, they're gone because production was embarrassed by, uh, the quality, you know, who told you that? Or you can't say. Uh, Someone told you it doesn't matter. I, I don't. I don't think it's a problem if I say, but I'd rather just not in case. Yeah, it don't, is. don't, don't. So anyway, um, which I don't get because I think those those old streams are are great. Yeah, they're like, those they're are classic. so historical. They're like watching the they're historical. Yeah. I I I used to watch Live the Bike like freaking ten years yeah, ago, and yeah. it was like the show was what it was back then. We yeah. have all accepted that it's evolved, right. and like it's so weird for them to get rid of those shows. I mean, like it or not, they're like. The OGs, right? They're right. the reason that the lodge started, and every stream in in Texas. Tarkman and Hustler, David Tuckman had their start there, jumping yeah. out of a limo in their blazers, you know, for the intro. <laughs> you guys remember that? Yeah. So, so yeah. Um, like, I guess just to circle back to your question, those streams don't exist anymore, right? Or if wow. they do, they're, they're hidden somewhere. Yeah, they, they keep them somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Now the website is like. But you have a you have a contact that's going to let you go back and I want research them back because when I. So this sort of ties back to around the time that I started taking it more seriously, which is right around jackpot time. Um, I wanted to like, I've just always been very uh, like competitive and st stuff that I put like a lot of time and energy into, right. right? Which I think is natural for like most men. Yeah. So I wanted to Ooh. like become elite and. Well, you, you're, you're stepping into the abyss. Go finish your <laughs> thought while you're still alive. So, so yeah, I just wanted to, to like become great. You know, I didn't just want to win a little bit. Right. And I'm still like very ambitious. Yeah. 
so I was like, well, how, how the hell do I do that? You know? Um, so I started watching like what I thought were the best players. And it turns out like I was right about who's the best players. So I was watching, uh, well, I should say, you know, live poker. Cause there's a ton of like online people who are like infinitely better than sure. But live, live poker, poker. Live instead, poker of, wise, instead of internet robots. Right. So I started, I started watching every stream with Garrett who I thought played uh, very well. Turns out he has gotten a lot better. I'll say that. I was going to say, if you he's, didn't say, yeah, he is he's better than he was when he was playing those days. It's amazing that a guy who's accomplished so much is still hungry to improve, right? Because right. Garrett never has, he doesn't have to get any better, but he still does, and it's mm-hmm. kind of freaky. It's kind of Right, like, right, that, right. That man freaks me out. But anyway, so he he was on there. Art was on there. Chris Brewer. Uh, oh, yeah. Gary. Jeff. Um Brian Kim yes. and Andy, just so many players who I thought were like just incredibly good. They were the best. And I I just didn't understand what the hell they were doing, just like you, yeah. Nick. I was like, why like why is it that like if if art opens early position and gets called by the big blind and the board comes like ace eight deuce, why is he betting pot sized on the flop? But then if he opens the button and the big blind calls, Third. same scenario. And it comes ace eight deuce. He's betting like a third or a quarter pot. Yeah. I'm like, I was what the say f- a third, yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Right. What is that? You know, or or like, why are people like betting small on the flop and then betting really big on the turn? Like, what? Who made that up? I don't understand. Board that. texture. Yeah, right? yeah. And I was like, what Position, is this yeah. shit? Or like, or Garrett was like often betting more than the size of the pot, which I thought was like criminal. Yeah. You know, and I was like, so yeah, like I. I became intrigued and like you I should would, come play some one two games with me in Cleveland. You'll be like, what? <laughs> it's funny. I've, I've played in Cleveland actually. Oh, nice, yeah. <laughs> nice. But, but yeah, like I, so I just became obsessed. I was watching it all the time. I would watch it um, during like school. I would watch it at home. I would watch it in the freaking shower. I would just like have it up there. I'd watch it while I fall. Who asleep. did you watch the most while you're in the shower? Was it Garrett? I, I, I can't. I can't tell you that. Nick. <laughs> Anyways, go on. Anyway, I, I know it wasn't me, but go on here. All right. He's obviously made enough money to have a TV in his shower, so <laughs> I'm probably yeah. thinking it's his phone. But go. <laughs> so, so yeah, I just like uh, Garrett just is gonna watch this and be like, "Damn, these guys that I play with are like watching me while they're in the shower." <laughs> totally. I am willing to bet like crazy amounts of money that Garrett will not watch this. Yeah, so I'm, yeah. I'm well, thanks. <laughs> Fucking I'll honesty, tag him bro. in this. Vi- I'll Dude, tag I'm him honesty. in the video, and I'm I'll, keeping it real. I'll, I'll send him a no message. No chance he's sitting through an hour of my dumbass speaking. I might not even rewatch I'll clip it. This part and send it to him. Yeah. So so yeah, that's like how I, um, I guess improved the most. Mm-hmm. I would say that was like where my biggest learning curve came from is watching these guys play, and trying to derive what they were doing. Obviously, the, the problem with doing this right is it's not like like basketball or sports in general where you can watch what a great athlete is doing and understand why it's happening and try to try to reach that right because in poker someone could do something and you have no fucking clue why they're doing that so there, there was no explanation so i had to sort of like attempt to reverse engineer why these guys were doing what they were doing and i still don't know a ton of it but i figured out a lot of it and so is it different than like a gto strat than running solvers is it, it does garrett give you different outcomes uh Garrett strays away from like what you would call GTO play very, very, very often. But he's doing that knowing what the baseline GTO play is. Right. 
which you can make you could argue about that all day whether or not that's optimal a lot of players would say that it's not because him doing that allows other players to capitalize on that mm-hmm. so he's doing things that if someone wanted to or had the potential to could punish him for it but Garrett's smart enough to understand when he's up against a player who's capable of doing that then he strays back to baseline for the most part oh, so true so that that guy is just really fucked up man yeah yeah so, he's a machine he's, he's AI. a machine like he knows he knows when he's up against someone who's going to do that to him for example like whenever i would watch him play with art that's some of the most theoretically correct poker i've ever watched garrett play and it's i mean watching that guy it's uh yeah he won't expose him put himself in that position in that moment yeah he will like you say stray back to the the fundamentals he'll stray back to the fundamentals and you know it's it's kind of like art watching that no pun intended it's like an art watching garrett play because he can he has this dance between like correct and incorrect yeah he knows when to go outside of the the yellow lines he knows when to yeah and come back in yeah and so that's why i focus the most on on watching him and um for more of like a theory approach i would watch a ton of like dan zach and and art and Mm -hmm. and, and brian yeah brian uh so so yeah i sort of learned my approach towards poker from watching all those guys and um in the games i played where it was like 510 or or two five or whatever like i was often trying to like do the garrett approach because so many people are doing so many random things you know what i mean um at two five that i was like okay like sticking a theory here makes absolutely no sense often so that's why you know a lot of people say like i try to play like garrett or all that like yeah it's because i fucking do so <laughs> let me, yeah, because it's true yeah, let me like, ask you uh since you've been I fucking do since you're so well studied are there spots and like i feel like this is kind of an obvious answer but i think the viewers will like a breakdown of uh-huh. the answer like are there spots where professional poker players are losing ev because they're sticking to like such a fundamental gto strat live sure. i'm talking about live sure of course yeah um yeah that 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 happens all the time you know like i watch players who i think are like incredibly good for example like i don't know just just to throw like a random guy out there um you can say say my name it's fine go ahead let's say art right like art is probably actually almost definitely fundamentally stronger than garrett in terms of theory and and just although garrett's great art is like a fucking robot Mm -hmm. you know yeah and so but there's spots where garrett is making ridiculous amounts of money in a hand that art wouldn't so you know you can make the case that art is playing theoretically more correct in a certain situation but at the end of the day garrett's got more dollars out of the pot so what whether one guy is doing it right and the other guy's doing it wrong you could debate like all day and we kind of had that talk with uh with billy about yeah. what makes someone oh, really? a great player and mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be like that i i did the pushback on like you know could Garrett be like the great? It's like, yeah, maybe, but like, how do you know? There's so many people playing and there's so many things. Uh, but Billy did say, like, the way he calculates like a great player over uh-huh. another player is dollars, yeah. just pure dollars. Their ability to get themselves the seat, mm-hmm. however they do that, so yeah. they can like make their game in a way where and their personality a way where they're going to get that seat, which Garrett has done. And then Garrett again will put on and go outside of the yellow lines and mm-hmm. do things in a hand and exploit and do things that the the players want to watch. Yeah. I mean, the viewers want to watch. And so all this, and then when all it's said and done is if he's got most of the money, mm-hmm. then that speaks. And so that's basically what you're saying, which is yeah. paralleled exactly to what we talked about with DGAF. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's 
just because someone is better theoretically at playing Texas Hold'em doesn't mean that they're a better poker player than a guy who's not yeah, so fundamentally strong. You know, it's like, really, yeah, it's really yeah, true. So I think I think that even though there are a lot of like I said, technically stronger players than Garrett, guys who would probably eat him alive in an online scenario if you were playing like yeah, you know, some that of the was to my point. Games. What I was saying to to Valerie and to maybe Billy is that like Garrett would adapt. He wouldn't want to, and he probably there's not enough EV. But he could he could go into a game with seven other killers, GTO fundamentally yeah. just robot shark killers, right? Yeah. And and adapt. Yeah, you know, he you know he could. Yeah, He's he smart enough. He would. He could. He wouldn't have the same results, uh, but he would sure be a winning player. I'm sure because he's a smart guy and he's a great yeah. poker player. But because he's a great poker player, he puts himself in these other spots, right? Yeah. And and we, that's yeah. the point. So speaking of spots, you know, on this topic, uh, Hustler Casino Live plays so big. Yeah. Uh, I mean, versus your big blind, and that's yeah, huge. And like, is that game actually solved? Like, is there is there a solver that can run like two thousand big blinds for your um, hand? <laughs> you know, there's a ton of things that are like making that game. Try to put not. the anti game in a solver. That yeah, makes there's no like, yeah. There's all sorts of like. Uh, Your opening game. range is like 99% of hands. Yeah. Yeah. The blinds <laughs> are Ruske, five and we open the 300. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It makes sense. When there's a 35K button straddle, yeah. you know, it changes things a little bit. But there are concepts that could be applied across all these games, even mm -hmm. if they're not exactly like a two big blind studied output uh, scenario. But but yeah, I think, like like I said, there, there's still concepts that apply for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, the other thing I was going to ask you is, and I've asked every player that plays in Hustler Casino, um, who, when you're watching, who are your favorite players to watch on the stream? I'm sure mm -hmm. you're going to say Garrett and whoever else. And then who, we already know it's Garrett. Yeah, you can that's tell okay. Else. And who are who who are the toughest players that you played against, and why? Yeah, that, that's another good question. Um, I will say uh, I really like to watch Art play. Mm -hmm. um, I wish he he was around more. You know, I'm, I'm sure there's reasons he's not, but I know he travels a lot as well. He's in, he's in Armenia like a, a ton, yeah, I think. Yeah. But anyway, I, I love watching him play. Um, another guy I really enjoy is Brian Kim, although he's in Australia, correct? That's where he. That's where he lives. Yes. Yeah, that's where he lives. So, so yeah, Garrett is obviously my personal favorite. Um, I think that's obvious for for uh, for most people. Yeah. You know. And there's a reason for it. He's just like a, a master at work. Mm -hmm. And eventually, you know, he'll probably quit or retire or something. So, right. so I'm enjoying it while he's around. Mm -hmm. And on that same topic, um, who's the, the scariest players that I play against is probably this guy named, uh, and I don't know why, but I, I played against a guy named Edgar at the bike a few times. And it was always small games, 5'10 and such. Mm. But something about this guy just like sends shivers down my spine <laughs> and it's funny because when he sees me now he's like dude like you made it You're yeah, doing yeah. Great, blah 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 and i'm like but he's still... always had your number <laughs> yeah, yeah i'm still i'm still yeah, yeah exactly he's <laughs> yeah. just just always playing better than me and like he never seems like psychologically shook yeah. but i never thought i would meet someone tougher to play against until i played with garrett yeah garrett, garrett is by far like it's just it's just the sheer amount of like how much more money he has than I do, you know what I mean? Like he, he's willing to. For now, he's willing to play power poker <laughs> and put to, you at your stack at risk. Yeah, and any I'm, minute. I'm okay with people being way richer than me, you know. But when I, when I'm confident that like in my poker abilities, I can outmaneuver them, then it sort of compensates for like yeah. this power poker that they can do, you know. Because there's a ton of guys with way more money than me on the streams, 
I think last time I played on stream at Hustler, I was by far like the brokest person on the table, and I felt totally okay. Or actually, that was with Garrett. I, I meant the day before. Got you it. Know? But but then when it's Garrett, he's like technically uh, stronger than me in like almost every single department. Probably every single department of that. You, everything you could do at poker, right? Right. He's better than me at every single thing. Yeah. So it, it's really like tough to to go up against someone who like long term you know you're just losing too. totally you know what yeah. i mean i don't often play against people that i feel that way towards i feel like almost every time i sit at a table whether it's true or not yeah. my mental state is like long term like i'm just killing everyone here if we were to somehow like simulate this for ten thousand hours like i just have all the chips and no one has any chips but that's not the case with him i feel the opposite i'm like if i play long enough like Garrett's do you gonna feel take my that money. <laughs> and i'm just asking this because you said it and if you do i love it if you say yes i could care less i, uh -huh. I like when someone just tells the truth, do you yeah. feel if you took Garrett out of the equation that you would have all the chips at the Hustler Casino and all the players? Yeah. Wow. That's really bullish. I like it, though. It's probably 100% bullshit. Who cares? <laughs> but you believe that. Yeah. That's awesome. This yeah. Is, he's got the secret sauce. Yeah. Remember you no, and I great. talk about yeah, the yeah, mindset yeah, yeah. that yes, people have, the winning oh, yeah. mindset? I don't you think have there's it. a negative to that at all. I'm I, just I hate shocked you, you said that. that. Yeah, because then you had to tell I the truth. I love that you answered it honestly. I'm just keeping it real. Yeah, like I, I don't like talking about stuff like that. Really, I know, I got it. But, because, you know, at least you'll uh -huh. answer the truth and not like dance around it. But people want to know this kind of stuff. People don't want soft answers. I just, like, I've put in. I've put in more work than almost everyone sitting there, you know, like I, I've worked my, my ass off the last four years trying to like get decent at this stupid card game. Mm -hmm. And these guys are probably destroying me in other areas of life as they should, you know, like different business ventures or networking or whatever the case is, you know, where like I'm completely lacking in life. But me personally, I've worked towards this particular right. craft. So you're going to claim it. So I fucking hope that like I'm in a situation where I'm, you know, better equipped to do well than sure, they are. Sure, sure. You know, it's it's, it's just like input and output. So, where of. do you see yourself in five years? Um, you know, I, I things could change, but what what I've always wanted since I started playing cards is to like reach the very top of LA poker and cash game poker. So, so yeah, I, I hope that I'm I'm like battling with with the best in five years, and hopefully, it's it's scared if he sticks around, you know, and if he doesn't that's fine too <laughs> like but uh, you know i know that he's got other things on his plate now and he's sort of done his grind like i've heard him mention talk talking about uh like having kids and starting a family and whatnot and poker no, no longer being his priority so i don't know if he'll still be around but yeah i hope to be like battling still in five years cool. if you guys will have me for sure well, yeah. <laughs> i don't i think we'll be there and uh we'll definitely I'll, I'll have think you about it yeah uh, but you gotta <laughs> yeah. but you gotta keep vlogging <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely you gotta build up, build up those numbers. We'll get you on, and uh, uh, and then you know, obviously, you're never gonna change who you are because you're you're very uh, nice to have around. You're nice to all the players. You're respectful, you. so uh, I don't see why not. Yeah, and, I'm, and I'm curious, like, what vlogs you like? I know you said Andrew Nimi, but who who are your some of your favorite vloggers? Let's yeah. get some shout outs. Yeah, so I used to. Well, I guess we'll start with poker. I used to watch poker vlogs almost exclusively when I was like falling in love with the game. Now I watch like zero poker vlogs. And the only the only poker I want to watch is like high stakes, cash games, you know, like interesting hands and such. But I'm just so sick of watching like all these dudes play like two five and five ten and get some value and go home, you know? Like so double up and go home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like doing exactly what I was doing. So but that being said, like I still enjoy every single Andrew Nimi video he puts out. That guy is still like the godfather to me. 
in terms of like poker vlogging i feel like he even though the trooper has been around longer i feel like andrew really unlocked this uh like creative element with with poker vlogging and he just has such an art artistic approach like so yeah i would say his is like my absolute favorite and uh that's about all the poker i watch but i watch a lot of like chess for for entertainment and stuff so. i'm gonna one thing you said that i just thought of i don't know what made it pop in my head it popped uh -huh. in when you said the first time and then uh i, I forgot to ask it uh there was one hand at the bike that okay. they actually put up as a clip Yep. But this is something I've never told uh, old Valerie over here because she loves gossip and she would press me. Uh -huh. um, but there is a particular player there that I, literally there's not one person in poker that I dislike. And this is there's a, a person. Right. Uh -huh. And so there was a hand that I was in with him that I actually put on my Instagram and my link because it was like such a troll like to put it up there okay. and not video. I can't find it anymore. Now, I'm not asking you to get it for me because I wouldn't <laughs> do that or else I'll never give you this password. So yeah. just know that I'm not I don't want it. But it's gone and it bugs me because it's my right. favorite hand played because of who it was against and <laughs> like I'm just so bummed that it's they took it and they took it off for him. Okay, we'll we'll talk about it and yeah. I'll see if I can. Yeah. If I can. Well, you're drawing that. Complained and then I don't know. I'm assuming because I've looked for it to uh, for a reason something and then I'm like, oh my god, I can't find it and I'm not very good with technology, so I text someone that is and I said that's an understatement find this hand because maybe it's me and they're like no it's gone mm. and I know it's gone because that I always brought it up to, right. like because it goes back and forth uh -huh. and uh, I'm so bummed that yeah. I just don't have it I wish I had saved it but you can't really because once they take it down it, it's gone right unless I recorded it so uh, yeah. anyways it just made me think of that and it's so bummed yeah 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 I mean, that was those, it. Those 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 streams are legendary, man. They I know. Me and the producer are just looking at each other, shaking our heads, like, <laughs> why? why? Things just don't get lost from the internet. You can find them. Like, no, it's, what it's I mean by lost from it, but I mean I can't watch it on someone's YouTube channel if they take it off unless I had recorded it. Am I wrong about that, Clint? Possibly. Possibly. <laughs> Listen. We'll, we'll get to the bottom. He said possibly, so that means there is a chance. You know what? Just put something out on 2 plus 2. The, <laughs> All right, then fucking find it for me, you the two. The 2 plus 2 you analytics two geniuses. nerds will you find two it. internet genius, geniuses. All right, whatever. <laughs> so last question I have, unless uh, old okay. Val has one. Uh -huh. uh, why do you still live in the boondocks, and do you plan on changing that? Because, like, what a ride. I won't say where, because yeah. that's your personal business, but, no, like, you okay. live in the boonies. Like, you don't live you in Stockton, live, Don't you right? want to live closer to, like, casinos since <laughs> You drive to L.A., commute to L.A. from Stockton. Well, you know, it, it's funny you bring that up, because I'm in the process of moving. To, oh, you are? Yeah, to Anaheim. Oh, that's Most right likely. here. It's, like, yeah. you can go to Disneyland. Right. It's like, any time. Right. It's not that's set nice. in stone. It's actually happening, like... Buying a house. He's gonna sleep Are in his a house car with, uh, Megan? in the parking lot. I'm not. I'm not buying a house. Oh. Just just renting an apartment, like a short lease. When are you guys getting like married? Uh, still. Is she gonna watch this? Uh, yeah. Megan, for sure. when are you guys getting married? Go ahead. Go ahead. Let's see if you answer this one honestly. Pass for now. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you I get. Mean, we're, we're I still, hope you get in trouble. No trouble. She knows. I mean, nice. we're just like undecided on a few different like logistic things. So, and I've told her like. I don't want to like rush into marriage just yet. Although How long she, you been with her? Eight years. Listen, but, but this still is I'm going to ask the questions no, I no, want. No, 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 no. Because I told you, relationships, every relationship has its own equation. I'm doing a gossip and, show. No, I know. <laughs> okay. But like marriage isn't the best goal. Listen, Being a good, healthy talk, relationship, not, that's listen, the goal. Mar don't listen to this Mariano, old man. Mariano, 
we're not going to listen to her right now because what she wants to do is right. talk ideology with me in relationships. Uh, so what I want to do is embarrass you. Go for and it. And I'm on a gossip show. <laughs> well, okay, so I'm looking to embarrass you and, get, and, and create heat with your girl. I'm not, I don't I care what you do. I think the whole marriage market's a racket, if, to be honest. I don't care if you get married. I don't care if you're in an open relationship someday. Listen, listen, I'm going to go don't on. Spend I don't spend $50,000 on an engagement guys, ring. That's become, not what's important. If you guys Stop become talking. poly, I don't care what it is. But while I'm on this show and I have this mic and that fucking science is a Nick Fertucci show, then I am going going to embarrass my guests but yeah, anyways i think that's enough no it's it's totally fair yeah. I, I just the one argument i would make is i think there's a lot of couples who are married that are much less happy and more sure. fucked up yeah that's if we get who are that's if we're like doing that's if we're doing can i say something we're doing like a real serious discussion can on i say it. something yeah, yeah. but i'm not can gotcha. i say okay. she is i'm just being a pussy nick there yeah. you go <laughs> okay go go Vedantica. got it so look, I think it's more important if we can be serious for a second. It's more important to have a, like a, a really good relationship with good communication where you're happy at the end of the day. Yeah. It's not about a big blingy ring. It's not about like if you have kids or don't, if you get married or don't. It's whatever the two of you want to do and what's making you guys happy. Don't listen to this one because it's not like getting. I, I think the whole marriage market's a racket. It's not a. It shouldn't be about a fifty thousand dollar ring and a hundred thousand dollar wedding. Why do I think this is becoming about you? I don't. I don't think it's about me. I just think that the whole wedding market is like ridiculous, and I think women are like are trained almost to think like oh my marriage day my wedding day is the most important day of your no like your actual partner the relationship you have with them that's important don't listen to him no I, I agree with you and I think Megan and I are on the same page about what you just said and but him and Megan are on the same page I just have two things to say number one is he's so sassy today Valerie, I can't get Valerie, it out I have I like one it. thing to say do you feel better yeah okay thank you I'm glad and the second thing I have to say is I could care less what you do I was just trolling you I know all right I know that's so to he's gonna when you go he's gonna be like I can't believe they're no, not I'm getting not. married in yeah. a church no I'm not it's I'm just so disappointed that's what he's just, gonna say he's never coming back on hustler no I mean Nick's probably no, gonna he's pay. coming back on hustler you're never coming back on this show so I don't care what you own even if you own the, the poker show I mean anyways go ahead I was gonna say give it a few more streams and Nick will probably pay for the engagement ring oh so. okay yeah, bang, then you should bang. Get a nice ring, yeah. Bang, bang. Well, Absolutely. you're going to have all the money so you can afford it. <laughs> yeah, right. You I'm, know what I'm saying? Like I said, dude, I, I'm almost 100% sure that that's absolute bullshit. It's just my mentality. Like, I, dude, I, I dig it. Yeah. And with that said, uh, you will have the final word. She will not. This is the Nick Fertucci Show. I am Nick Fertucci. This is Mariano. <laughs> Whatever. And this, again, for a reminder for her, is the Nick Fertucci Show. Thanks for coming. Yeah, we both do appreciate it. You've been an amazing guest. I actually thought this was going to be really boring. Really? Yes. Thanks I'm going to admit, I told her, I said, yeah. I don't know what to ask this fucker. He just seems like he's got, you know, nothing interesting to say. <laughs> this was one boring. of the best shows ever. Awesome. Thank yeah, you, you for coming. Great. It was Thank awesome you. meeting you. I appreciate Thank you. it. Thank you guys for having me. And NV out. <laughs>